Hey, good morning, Coach Michael Burt. Tuesday morning, about 6.30, I don't know, 6.34. Happy Tuesday morning to you. Beautiful day here in Tennessee. I'm in Tennessee for the next four or five days doing boot camps at the Lodge. Person of interest, one of my favorites. Uh, the Michael Burt School of Speaking, Coaching, and Writing, one of my favorites. And then I'm doing the Hunting Club Thursday night. Then I'm flying over to St. Louis on Friday to spend time with some insurance folks and do Alpha Underdog. Saturday, we got the kids school, Linda Thompson. So I want to say good morning to everybody. I like to bring you some value in the morning, and I appreciate so much when I go places in the world, people who say they watch the videos in the morning, and it gives them a, a, a nice pep. Truth be told, Timothy, I'm trying to get myself activated, just like you are. Uh, so this morning in the gym here at Rockbox, 30 minutes of boxing. Freddie Blanton, just get the blood flowing, work the body. Get ready, Daniel Hodges, for a great day. And I was thinking this morning, Kelly Eichler, you know, yesterday was a tough day. I, and I, I just dealt with a lot of adversity yesterday. I'm sure I'm sure a lot of you, a lot of you do from time to time. And you deal with unwanted outcomes and you deal with difficult people and you deal with, you know, when you do something at scale, there's always going to be problems. And, and for a minute there, at the end of the day, I kind of went into a, a negative Nelly town. You ever go there? And it's called fantasizing and catastrophizing. Sunday, wide open, excited about the week. Good things are going to happen, Dustin Babin. I'm moving into the week with an intensity. Monday hits. It doesn't quite work the way you think it was going to. You have to deal with some adversity, which is a uh, departure away from the ideal scene. And you quickly go from fantasizing about what life could be, which is creation, vivid imagination, to catastrophizing. It's a terrible day. It, it, you know, this, this, and this. And, and so I spend a lot of time studying worry, anxiety, fear, and how do you alleviate these things? Now, I'm convinced that there's two types of people in the world. This is from my good buddy, um, Dr. Kevin Elko. There's what's called a strategic optimist. And a strategic optimist shows up and generally believes it's all going to work out. They don't spend a lot of time, Brian White, thinking, pondering about whether it's going to work out. They generally believe it's going to work out. Then you have what's called a defensive pessimist. And a defensive pessimist is not a negative person, but it's a person that, that, that focuses on what could go wrong. So they spend a lot of time mentally rehearsing. They spend a lot of time catastrophizing. Now, this serves a purpose. The purpose is it causes them to prepare, it causes them to mentally rehearse, but it also puts them in a state of anxiety, Wendy, and it keeps them in a state of worry, okay? So when you think about these things, I want you to think about what the root cause of these things are, Tish. What creates the worry? What creates the anxiety? It's typically uh, some type of conflict with other people. It's typically worrying about what other people think about you. It's typically not addressing or confronting things that consistently are recurring problems. Sue O'Connor. It's typically worry about whether you're going to lose what you have. So there's a fear, which is a, a negative emotion created by a belief that something's going to harm me in the future. And that worry turns into anxiety. And the anxiety turns into fear. Right now, Christopher... The, the question becomes, what could we do with this worry and anxiety? See, the opposite of catastrophizing is, is creation. See, anytime I'm in a worrisome mode or anxiety mode, 
Tama or David, I start thinking about, no, no, I'm at my best when I'm in creation. And so I tell myself, I'm not going there. I'm not going to negative town, right? You got to catch yourself. We're trying to teach our nine-year-old daughter how not to do this. Don't go to negative town. Don't catastrophize. Don't go to the worst possible scenario. You got to catch yourself allowing these emotions in, and then you got to utilize them. You got to use the fear to take an action. You got to use the fear to get motivated. You got to use the fear because the brain will actually focus three times more on the negative than it will the positive. You could have a great day. The truth is I had a great day yesterday. I helped a lot of people. There was an incredible amount of positive energy pushed our way. There were one or two things that didn't go the way I wanted it to. One or two people that acted uh, relatively ugly. And it's so easy to focus on those things when you're helping a lot of people. You could have a thousand people in a day, Jim Cheryl, and one person, one person be mean to you, one person be rude to you, and that would be the person you would focus on. And that would be the person that would make you catastrophize. So how, what are some techniques, right? Chuck McDowell said this yesterday. I got some great interviews coming out with Bradley, Chuck McDowell, Cody Askins. And, and I said, Chuck, if a person comes to my conference, Monster Nation, and they see you speak, what are they going to learn? What's up, John Spurgeon? I said, what are they going to learn? And he said, man, I'm going to give them techniques for handling hard times. And I thought, now that's a good line. How do you have techniques for handling hard times? So number one, my technique is to recognize it. Recognize it. Recognize it and eliminate it. Okay. And the way I eliminate it is I just catch myself and I go, I'm not going there. I'm going to push that anxiety over there because I'm at my best when I'm in creation mode. Creation, what? Creating opportunity, creating deals, creating possibility, creating new programs, creating positive energy. I'm going to catch that thought. The Bible talks about taking thoughts captive. And there's actually a concept on this called biblical meditation where you meditate on the word of God. You meditate on the Bible when you have negative thoughts. You quickly replace those negative thoughts with positive thoughts, right? Because you can't have two thoughts simultaneous at the same time. So, so what you got to do is you got to train your brain. What create, what triggers the anxiety you have? Is it money? Is it fear of loss? Is it opinion of other people? Is it as soon as something doesn't go your way, you go negative? What triggers these, these emotions of anxiety? Or are you a naturally anxious person? And you need techniques, as my buddy Chuck McDowell said, you need techniques for hard times. Now, I asked Brad Lee in the interview, these interviews will be coming out this week, you know, because he's going to be speaking at Monster Nation as well. I said, man, what's the number one thing you've done to build confidence? And he said, well, the confidence, Todd Hafner, comes from certainty. And certainty comes from demonstrated capacity. But the number one thing I'm confident about is how I feel about me. Not what other people think about me, but how I feel about me. And, and and Covey used to say, private victories precede public victories. So if you have a habit of getting anxious, worrisome, uh, have anxiety, let that move into fear, which is an unpleasant emotion. What you need is technique, technique to stay in creation, technique to take an action. Okay. That's right, Jay Cash, technique to move from negative to positive, Co technique to realize, to realize Brad Fowler, you're catastrophizing. It's probably not the end of the world that somebody doesn't like you. It's probably not the end of the world that somebody says something negative to you. It's probably not the end of the world. And if you do big things, there's going to be people that just don't like you because you're doing big things, man. And and I watch for people and how they handle when they don't get what they want. See, this is a pretty good indicator of emotional maturity. When you don't get something that you want, how do you handle it? How do you handle conflict, Tanisha? 
How do you handle uh, uh, discord between two people? How do you handle that? Because I say how you handle conflict either opens the door to potential or it closes that door to potential. Okay, and just think about that. And I'll finish with this. I'm, I meant to lead with this, but I'm going to finish with it. Being offended. We live in a world where everybody is offended. Kelly, these are all things that we need to work on with the kids. We live in a world where everybody is offended. Offended when they don't get what they want. Offended by what somebody said. Folks, quit being so offended by everything. That's not creation. It's worrying about other people and what they're doing and what they're thinking. Dan Sullivan used to say, what other people think about you is none of your business. You can't control it. Some people you'll be incredibly nice to and they'll be incredibly mean to you. Some people you'll be mean to and they'll be nice to you. So here's the deal. Quit being offended by everything. This is one thing that creates anxiety, worry, doubt, insecurity. So let's go have a great day. I got a group of people coming to my lodge. It's one of my favorite days. I used to say game days. Okay, there you go, Jimmy. Game days are our best days, baby. And every day is a game day. Love you guys. Have a great day. See you soon. Before I get started, there is one very important question I have to ask you. Coach Michael Burke, Monster Producer Academy CEO. He's a personal friend of mine. What good is it to have knowledge with no desire? What good is it to have desire with no skill? What good is it to have knowledge and skill with no confidence? A big part of activating your prey drive is finding and refining your talent. This is something that helps you get to the next place. People are made up of four parts, a body, a mind, a heart, and a spirit. You need to know you, and then you need to have an awareness, and sometimes you don't even know what you need. So all four parts of our nature have to be clicking. Your hard skill solves my problem. The bigger the problem, the more money people are paid to solve it. Everything is valuable to your future. What I'm really paying you for is your past. A monster producer combines multiple skills to dominate a market. When you get to wake up every day and do what you love doing, man, it is hard not to be motivated. They think at a higher ordinance than everybody else. They want to create new things. I have a conviction about me, and that's the conviction that you feel when I talk, when I speak. It comes across as passion. You got to learn how to connect to another person at such a deep level that it moves them. You have goals, you have targets, but you don't have a sense of urgency. They're going to exchange money, energy. They're going to raise capital. They're going to start new businesses. There's going to be joint ventures. I think your purpose finds you. It is activated. The word activate means to initiate. Discipline, which is a derivative of the word disciple, which means to give yourself to a person or cause you believe in. Do you believe in your future, yes or no? When we know better, we do better. Finding the problem that you are uniquely qualified to solve, and you don't know what problem you really solve for whom, then there is no big financial exchange right there. You should leave here thinking bigger today than when you came. And I want to shake your hand and look you in the eyeball when you make this decision. Thank you. We'll see you in the back. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.